All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. It's me, Dan Grimshay, and joining me, as always, is Marquis. Say hey to the people, Marquis. Hey, man, I'm in a good mood. You are. You're dancing. <laughs> you're grooving. What's the special occasion? I got, because I know what we're doing today. What are we doing? We're doing that one guy. That's right. We're doing a that one guy episode. Yep, we, and, we've, yep. we've, been, uh, we've been on vacation for a little bit here. We're back, so we I thought, let's, let's do this a right. A big show. A big so show with the big guest. Our patented that one guy episode. That one guy. I know. Which like, we, I think we put on as a public service. It is a public service because, because these people don't know that one guy from that show or that movie or that commercial. He's that one guy. One guy. Who keeps popping up. You, you know him from you something. Love his work. Every time you see him, but you're what's like, his oh, name? oh, he's that he's one not, guy. No, he's not he's Tom that one guy. He's not Brad Pitt. No, he's not Brad Pitt. He's not, he's not, he's not Ryan Gosling. He's not Bruce Willis. He's not Bruce to the Willis. <laughs> no, he's, he's that not, one he's guy. He's not my boy B-Dog. So we're here to, sh- we're, we're here to teach you who that one mm-hmm. guy is. Yep. So we're going to take the next hour or so. That's right. <laughs> yeah, to kind of work this out. It. Surrender it uh-huh. willingly, please. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because, yes, here in the, in the rich tradition of, I think we've done uh, four uh, Alan Tudyk. We've done uh, Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside, that was a good one. I love it. You know these, and hopefully these names mean something to you, especially those who have been listening for a while, because we are about to teach you a new one. If you don't know it, his name is William Sadler. Uh-huh. I got to have a, a nice long talk with him. You're going to hear some of that later, uh, and he has been in everything. He is, I think, more than qualified to be the subject of this week's. Oh, who's that? Oh, that's, uh, oh, oh, he's, uh, 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 he's from, um, uh, with, with, uh, oh, he's that one guy. He's that one guy. That one guy. That's right. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, we got music for everything now. I know. And it's I'm like, really, I'm, I, I don't I'm know if we're out or not, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. So that one guy. With William Sadler. Uh-huh. And uh, where should we start? Should we start with the obscure things he's been in or the major things he's been in? How do you want to start breaking this down for everybody, Marky? I Let's just go with the the big home run hitter. The big home run yeah. hitter. The one you think, like, if you are trying to, if it, This is the first thing that you would factor, say. Yeah. You've got to convince, you've got to tell someone who, who mm-hmm. William Sadler is. I have an elevator ride of two floors. <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> and I want, and I want you to understand who William Sadler is. Yes. You know him. He Damn. is, he is Colonel Stewart, the villain of Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Die Hard 2, Die Harder. He's, he's, he's the, the guy. main bad yep. guy. 
Yep. You guys know him. He was doing the naked Tai Chi like at the very beginning of the movie. Yep. 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 The ominous stuff. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. I think you were actually telling me he was uh, that he kind of reminded you of was it like uh, Terminator Two? Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> yeah. seemed like Terminator, like a like a naked guy who was kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of or maybe a naked guy who was on the edge, like Apocalypse Now. It's just like creepy. Yeah. It's very. It's him, but it's. It really sets a real it bad sets the tone move. right through the whole thing. Like anytime you see, I'll tell you, he also he plays the bad guy in a lot of stuff, as a yeah, lot of true. that one guys do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know he's uh, he really nails the whole the whole role. You know, yeah. I mean, he, no, he's good in it. Yeah. One of the good things about the Die Hard franchise is that they they usually have exceptional. Back, originally, they have a lot of respect for their mm-hmm. bad guys. Mm-hmm. It's the the bad guy has to rise to the level of its hero. Yeah. And there is no greater hero than John McClane. Exactly. And, and they totally nail it. And, and so for the first sequel mm-hmm. to the John McClane saga, they brought in... Uh, it, now, I think we're past the spoiler alert line. Yeah, statute of limitations Turns on out this. there's more than one bad guy that he's going up yeah. against, you find out he's later. He's end up going up but against a bunch right of traitorous mercenaries. One, yeah. It is the turncoat Colonel Stewart. Yep. Who is the main bad guy? And well, they yeah they they actually uh, if I remember this movie correctly, the way that they kind of introduce him is that there's like this um, CNN type of like a report that's on the TV. Yeah, where they talk about the about disgrace this, about to the, the Colonel yes, Stewart because or, he was siding with this uh, uh, Nicaraguan general. Yeah. Or something. Who it turns out is being extradited. He's being extradited. A, we don't want to go through the entire but movie. But this is the whole setup, right? Or, or do we? Do we want to do that, too? Do we Are want- we going to do a double feature today? Oh, no, <laughs> no. You, you remember when we did uh, uh, Commando? Yep, we did Commando, and that was uh, that one guy. That what? Although, you know what? What I liked was that I had mostly forgotten Commando. I bet you remember that, Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2, I pretty much know every beat still. That one, That one stayed a little better. But I do know there was another movie I really liked, and exact same thing as Commando. Saw it in bits and pieces uh-huh. on cable. Uh-huh. Really enjoyed it. It was one of those those classic like uh, late eighties, early nineties. It defined whether or not you were cool as a kid if you'd seen it. Uh-huh. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I know it wasn't Under Siege. I know it wasn't Mark for Death. Nope, those are Seagal movies. I know it wasn't. He was Art. a Seagal bad oh, guy. You're talking about Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill. Yeah, you're talking about Hard to Kill. Okay, yeah, that's you're the right. Kelly you're right. one, right? Yep, that's yep. Okay, that's now Kelly that's LeBrock. another one where William Sadler all the Seagal movies were just scenes of him breaking <laughs> guys' arms for the most part. He breaks a lot of arms in this one too. But <laughs> yes, and I and I have trouble. You know, I can tell if they're Jamaican or William Forsythe uh-huh. or something, which uh-huh. one they are. So so he he was the bad guy. Yeah, in a Steven Seagal movie, he was. And I know oh. you like them. You some Steven Seagal. I love. Do you want to take a? Would you? You want me to take you? Would through you this be one? so kind? As <laughs> you to want me to take you through? through Mark, I mean, through Hard to Kill. Okay, you want me to walk you through Hard to Kill? All right. This is a movie that I haven't seen in probably thirty years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I believe, but I bet, and we're not gonna have to go okay. too in depth. All right. All right. Let, let me just take you through the cornerstone. Give me some of, of the beats here. Yeah. Some some of the beats. And, and um, where does William Sadler? That one okay. guy fit into this because right, right. he was another okay. like a main bad guy. That's actually he? helping me remember the story as you said that because Steven Seagal is a cop. Okay, I'm a cop. I work on a beat. I'm a cop. I'm a cop. You know how you know how you know I'm a cop because I'm going to tell you I'm a cop. 
Yeah, I'm going to tell you I'm a cop. And then I'm going to get my own reality show where I really hammer home the fact I'm a real cop. I'm going to be a cop for the second year. Now, I'm not a cop anymore. I'm an actor now. And now I'm Russian. (laughs) And now I'm a Native American. I'm a Native American and I respect these oil fields. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all right. So I don't want to do a Steven Seagal thing. All right, but, um, all right, if if I remember Hard to Kill, Steven Seagal's a cop. And Steven Seagal is doing that. Like is a, the, that is the premise for all Steven Seagal movies. Steven Seagal right? is a cop. A or, cop. He's used, yeah, you're right. He's a cop. Except in every, for Under Siege when he's a chef. But he was ex-Navy SEAL in that one. So he's he's kind of a – he's copish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so Seagal's a cop and he's on a stakeout. And he's, like, he's got like the binoculars and it's dark out. And he's like looking at the docks. It's so and hard to see with binoculars. It's hard to see when you're so hard to kill. <laughs> and so he's Doc. It's hard to see. <laughs> We're in the next movie. Hard to see. <laughs> he's an idiot. All right. And so, um, and so he's you know he's uh, staking this out, and he's also got it boom mic'd or something because he's got the little headphones on and he's hearing the conversation. All right. Okay? All right. This is key. This is key to the whole foundation of this film is what he hears in this first scene, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Because, all right, so there's these, like, these nefarious, you know, men. They're do-gooders. Yeah, and they're all wearing, like, the beanies and the black. And you know, they, I don't think they have their faces, you know, with the eye black or anything, but they seem very shady. All right, so these are shady characters, and then a car pulls up, or they all walk to the car, and then out comes a, a well-hatted man. Ah, yes. Or a well-suited so, man. So, so, yeah, you're talking yeah. about, obviously, now we've gone from the soldiers yes, to the capo. Exactly. There's somebody in charge here. And then he I got know, a big fish on the line. Exactly. And so this guy gets He's out. hard to catch. He's <laughs> good in another movie. The third movie's called Hard to Catch. All right. And so, uh, and so they, they're all kind of, you know, they're ob- this is obviously the guy in charge. And there's, you know, there's some conversation a this into that and, and a who's into what's it's. And then I, I remember they're obviously cutting some kind of deal or the well-suited man is telling the nefarious agents what to do. And then he says, yeah, I got your back, yada, yada, yada. And he says, and you can take that to the bank. Okay. I, I really hope I don't insult anyone else's intelligence when I say that's that's probably going to be William Sadler who says you can take that to the bank. <laughs> hey, he's the guy in the spoiler suit. Alert. He's the capo getting out of the limo, exactly. telling the the all right, all right, all right. what to do. Spoiler right? alert! I knew it. William Sadler is the capo, and he but says, "But you don't learn this. You don't learn they this officially. Hide right. it from and and it's and it's uh, spend and all it's, my money on a boom mic, and all I got is this Fisher Price binocular set. I can't make them out. <laughs> well, he's also." Like, I think the whole, like, buildup of this, like, fact or the way that they laid out this, like, arc is that you really cannot see his face. He's shadowed out. But he can hear it. Okay, so mm-hmm. Steven Seagal can hear it so clearly. So he's got, he's got the voice. Yes. And apparently he's, he's picked up a punchline. He's a picked catchphrase. up a, a catchphrase. A, I'd buy that for a dollar. Exactly. He, this is the I buy that right. for a dollar, but this is for a Seagal movie. He goes back to the station for some shit, doing a little investigation. Now, he's on to something big. He's on hey, to no, something. There's big. a big fish on the line. There's something and I bet, going on. I bet the superiors he's are flying, telling him to shut it down. Exactly. And he's, oh. he's flying too close to the sun. <laughs> he's, that's it. That's what's happening. Uh, him and, and, so, wings. and so he goes home to his beautiful blonde wife. I'm pretty sure she was blonde. Mostly blonde. Uh, Sharon Stone was in one of them. But not this one. Not this one. But anyway. Oh, it's so hard. And so, um, you know, he probably makes love to her. Or at least I want him to. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they're kind of chilling and then they're kind of, and then they kind of go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, Seagal gets awoken 
by some noises. And then he reaches for the side, maybe under his pillow or maybe like in the nightstand or something. And he pulls out his gun, but it's too late. Or maybe there's no gun. Doesn't matter. I don't. He never. He uses starts. Guns. He starts. Didn't he like reach out and get like a Gideon's Bible? No. Nope. And like no, a pair They're not in a hotel. They're not and in then a hotel. he just and, that, nope. and that's all he uses to kill he's, him or something. That's, he's not a ninja. But the thing is, is like Steven Seagal gets completely ambushed in his own bed with his wife, and they both get shot to fucking pieces. That's what happens. Steven Seagal and his wife. Yep, they get shot. Oh, I don't pieces. remember that scene at all. Well, it's good for all of us that <laughs> Steven Seagal happens to be hard to kill. Yeah. Now, now okay. this time right. is making sense. So Steven Seagal gets put in a coma. His wife is dead. Mm-hmm. Steven course. Seagal is in the hospital and in a coma for what probably is years. Okay. And as it's a montage of time in the movie. Yeah. All of a sudden, Steven Seagal has his hair is out of a ponytail. You mean, you mean like a like like a coma montage? It's a little coma montage. Just keep like, zooming. In yeah, and he's out just of his sleeping face. and hardly blinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I remember it. I don't know. Maybe there was some dialogue. I have no idea. Um, but sometimes so, you just gotta have a coma. Coma. <laughs> you just gotta lay still and poop in your diapers in a coma. <laughs> Sponge bath. <laughs> Funny you say sponge bath because oh, there is this – okay. So as it, as it turns out, he ends up growing a goatee. Well, mm-hmm. he doesn't grow it. His hair grows and someone shaves a goatee out of it. And it's long. It's like a Fu Manchu. And he's got – his hair is well, – if you guys haven't seen a Seagal movie, he usually had a ponytail. That was kind of the thing for him yeah. in most of his movies. Um, the ponytail was out, so he just had long hair and a Fu Manchu. So he's got a receding hairline, a Fu Manchu, <laughs> and long hair. And he kind of looks like that other Asian actor who was also in the first Die Hard. He was in Lethal Weapon. we got to do with that one guy about him. And and to call him that other Asian actor seems to imply oh, yeah. Steven Seagal, Seagal is that Asian. actually <laughs> Asian. <laughs> You're right. You <laughs> drank his Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, I was saying other because of the Fu Manchu. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so anyway, Seagal has that a Fu Manchu. some kind of blackface. It might be. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Seagal has a Fu Manchu. Long hair, receding hairline. Um, and as it turns out, his nurse happens to be Kelly LeBrock. Here we go. Kelly LeBrock. And is this, were they already married when they made the movie? I think they it? got married after the movie. This is like okay. in, in real life, I believe they fell in love or whatever you call it on this film. Mm. So this is how they ended up hooking up. I don't know. I'm, I'm, think, I'm guessing. Okay. I'll buy that. All right. All right. So um, Kelly LeBrock is the nurse. Seagal is hard to kill. He's in the hospital <laughs> in a coma. Kelly LeBrock is there. And while he's in the coma, he's having like these like flashbacks of like the shooting of him and his wife. Okay. And he's also having flashbacks of the case he was working on, which also happens to be the line. And you could take that to the bank. That's a, okay. So yeah, he right, so he's ten years in a coma, watching his wife get shot over and over again, and just hearing, "You can take that to the bank." You can take so that to I'm the bank. So I'm guessing when he wakes up, he's going to be after gonna, a nice long dump. <laughs> he's ready for revenge. Well, it's exactly what happens, but he doesn't even get time to think about it because as soon as he wakes up from the coma, he's got to deal with the beautiful Kelly LeBrock over his bedside, mm-hmm. and the oh about the sponge bath part. Yeah, there is this I would say adorable moment. Where 
Kelly LeBrock is talking to him and, oh my God, I believe his name in the movie is Mason Storm. (laughs) (laughs) I I just remembered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. His name is Mason Storm. Okay, all right. So, (laughs) So Kelly LeBrock is tending to Mason Storm and she like she obviously knows his name by then and she says something to the effect of okay so she's saying Mason Storm like why are you here why won't you wait she's she's yearning for Mason Storm for some reason and it's like creeping into his subconscious I don't know about that necessarily but what I remember is so it's the Florence Nightingale syndrome right isn't that what that is I I think like where the nurse okay where they fall in love with the patient yeah yeah caregiver so she's obviously getting she's kind of feeling that anyway she falls in love with a comatose Fu Manchu'd Yes. Steven Seagal. Yes. And it's it also takes a kinky twist. <laughs> they got married in real life. Oh, <laughs> it also God. it also and I wonder if Seagal wrote the script. How does okay, he but, do this? But 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 okay, so it takes a real kinky turn in that moment where she's kind of sweetly saying things about him about please wake up, please Mason Storm. And she has an accent. So yeah. Please Mason Storm, wake up. And then so she's and, a, and she's so a and sexy so she goes imported. So so she's like, there is this weird little moment like in there that I do remember because she picks up the sheet. She clearly looks at his crotch and she goes, please wake up. Oh, like she's talking about his yank. <laughs> that's in the movie. That's I remember that, that is, part. Oh, wow. So Seagal, bad. who probably wrote this, although I don't know that for sure, although we could do some. IMDb reading. No, <laughs> okay, we're not, not going to. Okay. Right. Um, but, but okay, so <laughs> and so, uh, um, it, it's more than likely that Seagal put that line in there that he's got a big dick. Is probably yeah. That's yeah. your theory. That's I, I your think theory. so. I think Seagal put that in there. Yeah. Okay. And good for him if he feels that confident <laughs> about it. Okay. All right. Yes. So my, so, so my, all right. So as soon as he hats comes off, <laughs> hats off. All right. So. Um, as soon as LeBrock is kind of tending to him and she says that and she looks at his crank and then uh, he comes out of his coma and it it's actually established that she was the one that tended to and created she, the She Fu gave Manchu. him the Fu Manchu. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Typically so, when you fall in love with someone who has never even opened their eyes, you kind of – You go Fu Manchu. I imagine you, you <laughs> shape everything about them. Yeah. You, so she created this little yeah. – this like persona. But um, as soon as he awakes – um, he definitely feels the danger that's coming because he was just – there, there was an attempted assassination on him. Yeah. Oh, another part I just remembered was that one of his buddies in the force was friends with his family. They were all really close. It was like his partner or whatever. And mm-hmm. he was the one that got to the, to, the, to the crime scene first, realized that he was alive, and put him in the hospital under an assumed name. Okay, so that's what's kept him alive yeah. while he's okay. Now that makes more yeah. sense. And now that he's up, he's in some trouble. Yes, he realizes that that he's in trouble, and so um, as soon as he wakes up, he ne- he knows that he's got to get better, and so he uh, he asks Kelly LeBrock, the nurse, to go and get him some uh, um, some like uh, Oriental medicine kind of you know of course things of course and so he ends up performing. Um, uh, acupuncture on himself when he's there, and he ends up. <laughs> okay. So he ends that up. He ends up. Bell. I, think and he I might, remember seeing he might, that. He might 
make mushroom soup That's, of some kind. I don't know what he does. But anyway, so he's, he's basically healing mist, really fast. Mystic Chinese arts. Yeah. He hasn't moved in years. He's entropied yeah. up the ass, yes. right? But he ends up kind of getting himself going. Yeah. Um, now he's doing the Kill Bill thing. He's going up. No, yep. no. Let's uh, now get me to the part where William Ken Sadler is. Okay. So finally, he starts to. He knows what's going on. He starts to piece it together, and it involves his partner and you know what's going on and like all these drug deals and all this stuff, and it all starts to kind. Of, anyway, he figures so, it all out. So all the pieces of string on yep. this crazy man yep. board of photos, and his are partner all gets killed, at... and he's falling in love with Kelly, M- M- not Kelly, uh, Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock, yeah, and they're you know they're stashing up because she she obviously believes in him because he's got a big crank, and so she <laughs> takes him. Helps him get out of the hospital, helps him heal with all the acupuncture. You know, Kelly LeBrock is very important to Mason Stone. And then I all of a sudden, he starts. Soup to... and a mushroom tip. <laughs> that was brutal. And so he, <laughs> and so all of a sudden, he figures it out. And now he's got to go. And, and um, as he's healing, you know, like doing push ups and stuff and struggling, he still has the. You know, he might have shaved the Fu Manchu as part of his transformation back into normal Mason Storm mode. And so, <laughs> That's right. full no. storm. All right. He and was so, his own sensei in this yeah, journey, yes. then, is what he, we're saying. He be, yeah, he has the Fu Manchu. <laughs> he became his own <laughs> sensei when he was in a coma. Yeah. And, and now so he he's breaks ready. out. Yep. Yep. The exactly. grasshopper. <laughs> okay. Oh, my so, gosh. So, the he grasshopper is. Because, all right. Mason Storm. All right. So, oh. as he's at Kelly LeBrock's house, or the house she's house sitting to be. Uh, to be technical about it, um, because it's not – she can't be found there, which is why they're there. Okay. Now, um, as he's healing, the TV is on, and guess what? It's an election year. So he's hearing political ads, and one of the political ads is this guy running for senator – and the senator at the end is making all kinds of promises in the political ad. And guess how he gets what his catchphrase is and guess what he says at the end of his political ad. Where's Richie? No. <laughs> no. He let says, me guess. You can take that to the bank. And you can take that to the bank. There and he automatically. Go. And then boom. Everything lines back. up. He flashes back to that scene where we couldn't make out that shadowy figure. And he knows that that's his voice. And so now Mason Storm, Steven Seagal, has to go and kick some senator ass. And, yes, that senator happens to be William William. fucking Sadler. Bam. Boom. There we go. So if you were (laughs) – now that is good. That was pretty in-depth. Yeah. Now he – now – as and it gets us to William Sadler as the main bad guy. The main bad guy. Up at the top of the chain. The top of the chain. He had Not to. one of those middle ones. He had to street fighter his way all through all these levels. Exactly. To get to the senator. And of course. You've got to break a lot of arms. Yep. And the senator meets Mason Storm face to face. It was the senator that attacked Mason Storm. Killed Mason Storm's wife. Forced Mason Storm into a coma. Luckily, because he is hard to kill. And so he's got to face this beast. And as they confront each other, he says it. I don't. I, I guess we have to. We have to say the line, don't we? No, I'm wrong. He doesn't say it at the moment. Oh. I know when he says it, though. 
I know now. Hold on. It's all coming to me. Oh, here we go. I'm when watching he's, it. When he's watching the commercial. around the wheel. When he's watching the commercial and he hears the political ad and William Sadler's character, the senator, says, and you could take that to the bank. He flashes back to all the things that led him to this case. He flashes back to the shadowy figure. He flashes back to the to the voice of the shadowy figure saying, and you can take that to the bank. So he flashes then, back to 20 minutes yep. ago of the, in this episode. Yep, right? in, this, in this show and <laughs> in this episode. And then he says, I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator. The blood bank. <laughs> he says this before he's even got yeah, the he senator even in the same him. room with yeah, him. Yeah, he doesn't even mean him. He, he says it to the TV. He says it to the TV. <laughs> that That is action hero premature ejaculation. No two ways about it. He busted his nut. I know. The second but he William, saw but, her picture. That's William embarrassing, Sadler, Steven Seagal. William embarrassing. Sadler, though, William Sadler, let me, let, me, let me just tell you. This is... His performance in this movie is a microcosm to all the work that that he would do. He takes the the role like very seriously, nails every freaking line. Mm-hmm. He's a total sinister, nasty fucking senator. And he's shit. He's he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. Yep. And he nails this. He's role. that one guy here. He and did he's that one guy. You remember in uh, in the who is it? Not Mark for Death. Uh, Out for Justice. That's uh-huh. the the Richie. Where's Richie? Yeah, and he puts the yep. uh, the cue ball and the sock. Yeah, and he's all whipping people with it. Uh, yep. Yeah, yep. that's yeah. where's Richie. That's which for some reason is the only Steven Seagal line I can remember still. Mm-hmm. But that Richie is played by William Forsythe. Yes, who was in a movie very recently with uh, William, uh, Sadler. William Sadler mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. called The Hollow. The Hollow, which I just saw, which was the reason I got to talk to William Sadler. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, so here we're already seeing the uh, the Kevin Bacon. Seven degrees of separation at work there, uh-huh. uh, and then it goes deeper. The uh, I wandered across. I forget what kind of rabbit hole on the internet I was on the other day, where I was reading about Harlan Williams. You remember him uh-huh. from Half Baked, uh-huh. the comedian. He's I think he's he's coming here to town soon. All that aside, it, it uh, when I saw that. Later that night, I was flipping around through, like, HBO On Demand, and I found Rocket Man, the old Harlan Williams movie from, like, the late 90s. Okay. I put – I started watching that because I was like, oh, I remember doing something California only considers legal recently. <laughs> okay. Way back in college, I spent a whole night watching that movie. Turned it on. William Sadler. Boom. Pops up in one of the stars. Not the bad guy. Just total random. You, so you were just, just watching totally random a few days now, ago. Did you know? Did when you started watching that movie? Did you know that William Sadler was in it? Or no. It just occurred to you when you were watching. No, it? I was just okay. like, oh, I want to check that movie out again. Boom, William Sadler <laughs> pops up. And I was like, oh my god, and that's why I remember. And I think, and he was, uh, he was also in. Uh, sorry, I just hijacked this. We're, we're going through the other stuff he's been uh, in. Well, was a great I think, uh, one of the big of ones. Steven Seagal, oh, by no, the way. No problem. But, no problem. But, no problem. But, but, we all appreciate that so that no one ever has to watch that again. Well, it all I don't le- know, it all but leads I don't to... think the Seagal movies do hold up as well, right? No, not. But they they don't hold up not one iota compared to a movie called Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Which also stars William Sadler. William Sadler. And he was uh he was the one of like the main crew. But he was one of the he was one of the main he was crew. one of the convicts. Yes. But then in the Green Mile, 
few he's years one of the later, guards. he's one of the guards. You're right. right. Another movie. See, that's what always right. kind of okay. confused me because uh, uh, he's in both of them. Uh-huh. And they're, he's, they're both Frank Darabont movies. Frank Darabont. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Both Stephen King Both Stephen stories. King stories, right. Uh, so one of the only other things that holds those together, he was never in Walking Dead, another Frank Darabont, no. which is a shame, but who a, knows? It was only Frank Darabont for like six episodes anyway. Sure, but he's still yeah, 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 at yeah. first. But uh, but yeah, but look, the, but he he's been in these this, epic. Yeah, these are just a few tent poles. <laughs> these are major movies. Yeah, the guy you have seen him, you had to have, uh-huh. and even if you've never seen any of those, aside from uh, I don't know, dozens of television, uh, you know, like guest spots like Law and Order and NCIS. He's he's actually I think he plays the president in uh, Agents and, of Shield. He also plays the right? president's uh, – he plays a president in one of the Marvel movies. He's yeah. basically but the president the of the Marvel universe. universe. He's yep. the president of the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. That's saying something right there. That's huge. But his roots go all the way back to Roseanne. That's right. He played one of Dan's buddies. He played and, one of yeah. – he was whenever they'd have their poker scenes. It was like the four guys, mm-hmm. like the black guy, the fat guy, the skinny little guy next to Dan – that was him. That's William Sather. That's William Sather. Yeah, that's right. That's where, that's where he you so know, cut it's his him teeth. And, him and Clooney both cut their teeth Clooney on Clooney was on yeah. the same. There was there are episodes of Roseanne back in the day with George Clooney and William Sadler. <laughs> that's right. And John, John Goodman, Goodman no, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shirk. Yep. And also DJ. Well, um, yeah, DJ, whatever. But yeah. uh, also <laughs> the guy who's in uh, big the Big Bang Theory. Oh, Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki's in that's that true. too. So I don't know if he if Johnny Galecki's tenure would have overlapped Clooney. No, or, it was but it was, it was like early end, on. Right. I think there probably is an episode that does have Clooney and because Galecki played the boyfriend. But anyway, but yeah. yes, look, he's been in he's been in everything, and you yeah. had the chance to actually talk to him. That's Damn why right, I am, and I was so proud. Man, I had a good time because it turns out he's a great guy. Always plays a bad guy, mm-hmm. but he's really nice. He was so kind to talk to us. Uh, doing a little round of promotion for The Hollow. The Hollow, which, which I haven't seen yet, but I am going to see it. I did get to yeah. see it, and it was really cool. I talked to a few people involved with that. Okay. But but for now, I'm just talking about one Mr. William Sadler. That one guy. That one guy, William Sadler. Um, and I don't think I'm going to share the interview. It's something special to me. I think I'm just going <laughs> to oh. keep it all to myself. Magic interview machine, bring us no, don't William listen. Sadler. Don't listen to him. So what can I do for you? All right. Well, uh, well, of course, uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, The Hollow. Yeah. Had a chance to see that myself. And uh, that is, let it, well, I mean, for, aside from the fact it's a really uh, kind of a textured, deep, character-driven movie, which is always a plus, it's such, it's such like, a, like a who's who gallery of great character actors yourself. <laughs> very high on that list. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's what it, what is it like to to work on on you know on like a project like that where everybody is bringing so much experience and gravitas. Well, it's, it, I, I tell you what, it makes it a lot, it makes it a lot of fun for um for the actors. It's um, it's sort of like um, it's like if you're a tennis player and you get to you know you can. You, you get to volley back and forth with people that uh, that are really, you know, John McEnroe shows up on the other side of the court. You sort of you you bring your game, you know. Yeah, see, um, that's when I would just sort of, leave the it's court. Sort of like, but 
everybody's game goes up because you know there's you're getting so much back uh, in return, which is uh, I mean it's it makes it it makes it a pleasure to work on a, a project like that. Well, good. I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it because it was it was a lot of fun to watch, and uh, and beyond that, I got to talk to Miles the other day, and uh-huh. he he gave me an idea of just how I don't want to say small, but how independent this movie was. I mean, I didn't get that sense watching it. I could tell it wasn't a you know 120 million dollar Marvel movie, but. I mean, you know, when he's, oh, yeah, me and my wife, we wrote it, we put it together. And then I start thinking about the steps that he must have taken to to get from that little vision of his to, to getting this, this incredible cast and having this stellar movie come out of it. I have, I have, just have tremendous respect for Miles in that regard. He's, I did a movie before this with him called The Historian. Oh, and he um, talked you up in that movie no end. I actually already rented it on Amazon. I haven't watched it yet, but he, he gave it such a review in your performance, especially. But, but I think I just I have my hat is off to him for um, for just having the the balls to just the cojones to write it, produce it, direct it, star in it. You know, he really steps up, pull together that that cast of people. Like in the Hollow, yeah. and and I mean the budgetary constraints were enormous. I think we had to shoot it in something like twenty days, and I couldn't tell watching the film that it didn't take, you know, eight weeks to film. Yeah, it had uh, nothing seemed rushed. Nothing seemed, um, you know, done on the cheap. Although I know <laughs> that that a lot of things were done on the rush and on the cheap and. Oh my God, we're losing the light. We got to do this quick, you know. <laughs> um, the other thing I like about the—I mean, one of the things I really like about the film is this feeling. It's—it's—it's uh, it's almost. Um, I mean, you can almost hear the mosquitoes and the sweat <laughs> in the swamps. It gives you—it's such a visceral um, experience. You get submerged in this muggy Mississippi town. Yeah. And and then as the as the story on it begins with these murders, um, like in the first ten minutes or something, the murders happen, and you spend the rest of the film uh, getting to know the you know solving the murders, but also get, you know peeling away the peeling away the layers of this seedy, sexy, uh, corrupt little southern town. Yeah, that that whole um, Southern Gothic style is so on display. I mean, and you're right; it starts out like a mystery, but I, honestly, there were some scenes, especially getting into the third act, where I had kind of forgotten. It's not that I didn't care to have the mystery solved; it's just that it had turned into these stories about these characters that right. I had completely forgotten about the murder for a while. And like I said, the cast alone. Well. You guys were, and and by the way, everybody who's listening to this, you if you're not intimately familiar with Mr. Sadler's work, actually you are. I mean, you have done so much stuff over the years. I've I would get in trouble, and I would have trouble sleeping tonight if I didn't talk to you at least a little bit about like Die Hard Two. So everybody yeah. knows this is this is the the poor man who had to take the the mantle from uh, from Alan Rickman from the right. first Die Hard. Now that. That could not have been easy. Was that, did, no, did that intimidate some, you at all? 
Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he's a, he was, I thought he was remarkable in the first I heard. I really thought he was, you know, he was fun. You know, he was playful with it. He was, uh, I just, he just created this delicious villain. Um, but with the, with the second one, um, I could, you know, you can't, you can't imitate what someone else does. And it's a, di- it's a different character altogether. Colonel Stewart is sort of a machine. He's a, um, I mean, he has a sense of humor. He has a his own sort of warped sense of humor, but he's yeah. also, but he's also just a warrior. Yeah, well, I think when we gets, first see him and you're and you're working out in the hotel room, there it's you know there's shades right. of like the Terminator behind well, there. Exactly, this guy's exactly. a machine. That was, the, and that was, and that was me. That actually, that scene wasn't in the script when they when I took the role. It was. It was, he, he's just supposed to be doing Tai Chi in a hotel room. He, there was no mention of him being naked, but the director asked me to. Actually, at the <laughs> costume, at the costume fitting. <laughs> we well, now it just sounds me. like a very lazy costume department. Well, it's, I, I, we got finished with the costume. You know, I tried on all the other clothes, and I said, "What, what am I wearing when I'm doing the Tai Chi?" Because we hadn't. Uh, there was no costume there for that. And then, no time to and choose, Rennie, Bill. Get out there. And Rennie Harlan said, "Well, I was I was thinking you might be nude." <laughs> and, and so I just told I said, "Well, get me a trainer and get me you know push it off to the end of the <laughs> to the end of the shoot. You know, give me some time, and I'll and I'll do it." <laughs> when a German that's director what, tells you it's time to be nude, you better jump to it. But that's. Uh, but I also thought it was a very uh, cool way to introduce a character. It's sort of like, holy, you don't know what he's doing. You don't know who this is, why he's having a fight with invisible people in a ho- mm-hmm. naked in a hotel room. It's, um, but it gets your attention. And um, oh, it does. I it's remember a great, it's a great watching way to introduce the, the character because you you're you're completely at a loss for what you know what he. You know what he's up to or who he is, but it, you know it can't be good. Yeah. You know whatever it is that he's, <laughs> if if he's the head of the bad guys, Bruce Willis is going to have his hands full. Yeah, exactly. And 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 he does. I think. And a lot of people, um, I don't know if majority, but I know a lot of people think that uh, you know Die Hard Two, Die Harder, if that is the full title, I forget. Is yeah. is superior to the first one. I may not be in that camp, but I have to tell you, uh, as a sequel, the thing is amazing. It is, you know, pretty much as good as the original. Well, and I think your work in it was part of it because you didn't just ape, uh, right? You know, right. The, the well, there was no, Gruber character there was no, way, there was no way that he could, that I could. I mean, Alan Rickman's got a, you know, he had a, he just had a terrific. Slimy character. <laughs> he was. I just. I thought he was delicious, and I and I knew I couldn't go down that same road. I mean, you, you just can't. They had written a different, and they had written a different character. Stewart was a. You know, hmm. Stewart had his own had his own thing, which was good, especially because you know that hack Jeremy Irons and the third one just came and even used his last name. Just more or less did ape the uh, the Hans Gruber character and. Ended up being kind of the most forgettable of all of the uh, all the diehard villains. 
No I offense, think, Mr. Think, Irons. Yeah, no, it's, those are those are hard shoes to fill. <laughs> you did uh, yeah, like they say, you know, it's fun. It's I have to say, it's playing the villain in things. Who's uh, if you can't be the hero, be the villain because it's it's the most fun you can have with your clothes on. See, I'm so or, glad or you off. brought that up. Yeah, exactly. Depending on uh, whether or not Rennie Harlan is shooting your movie. But the uh, but it's I, the most fun because you can't you know you don't there are no rules there's like <laughs> you don't get you don't have to be honest you don't have to be you know a boy scout. See, I'm glad you say that because I was going to mention the fact that uh, in a lot of your big roles you do play you know the the antagonist. Yeah. And I didn't know if it was something you enjoy or if at this point in your career you're like you know someone hands you the script you don't even ask you just start reading the bad guy lines. No, it's it's funny too because I'm one of the nicest people I know. Um, <laughs> I know, but um, I don't know for some reason when I got out to Los Angeles early in my career, um, they took one look at me and said, uh, "Oh no, no, no! He could kill someone and sit on their <laughs> chest and eat a sandwich, and you know what I mean." They just described <laughs> all of the. They just. I'm I'm glad they did because. They're some of the most fun roles that you can play. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, Anthony Hopkins in, in Silence of the Lambs. I mean, some of the most mm-hmm. memorable characters in all of the film are are these villains. And you can't have, you can't have uh, uh, James Bond without Dr. No. Exactly. You know, you can't. It's not, he's got to have a huge villain. Huge, like a Trumpian villain. He's got to have an enormous <laughs> villain, or it just doesn't. You know, it's like Rocky's got to Rocky's got to beat up the big Russian guy. You know, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, and then he's a real hero. That's what. And and thank you for doing. I'm glad to hear that you don't mind it, that you enjoy it, because we really enjoy seeing you in these roles. You know, and you've been in, you've played kind of on the uh, on the bad guy side, and so I mean, for instance, Shawshank Redemption. One of the biggest movies, even if even if it took a few years to get a, a semi-cult classic kind of status, it is right. one of those movies not a single person doesn't like. <laughs> and if I ever have to explain to somebody, you know, uh, who who William Sadler is, if yeah, Die Hard Two doesn't get it, all I have to do is go to Shawshank Redemption. That oh, I know him. Right. That, well, there was a, see, there was a case uh, uh, again of. A d- director Frank Darabont putting together a cast that, um, when you sit around the table with, you know, like those dining table scenes, and there's Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins and James Whitmore, you know, a- everywhere you look, there's, um, you know, these phenomenal actors. Everybody's game goes up. The whole thing like lifts off the table. Um, and you can aim the camera anywhere, uh, you know. Everybody's engaged. Everybody came to play. That was a that was a terrific experience. I I enjoyed shooting that movie a lot. That's that's good because, like I said, it is it, now that it's out there in the wild. As I say, it is it is a big part of people's cultural understanding. I think, especially of you know yeah. uh, 
people are quoting that movie all the time, which is more than just <laughs> kind of like an annoying habit the public has picked up. It just it speaks to the fact that it's inside. if it's on TV, I will not change the channel. Right, right. Unless maybe Cool Hand Luke is playing on another okay. channel, and I'll just keep going oh, back then, and forth. Now you've got then you've got a really difficult situation. <laughs> I love Cool Hand Luke too. That I actually did, uh, believe it or not, one afternoon many years ago, have that experience, and for about two and a half hours, I was just switching back and forth between the two. Which, by the end, I was asking people if I could go to the bathroom. It was very impactful. But the, like you talk about some some classic characters, some performances that define moments in in pop culture. Well, you you've been on that side of it in a number of your projects, so. As as a big fan, I wanted to talk to you. As an interviewer, I'm probably dropping the ball, but I don't care. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, I still have fun. I'm still I'm still cooking along. There's a project going right now that I can't I can't actually address because they've asked me not to announce that I'm in it until they announce that I'm in it. Mm-hmm. But um, when it is announced, will you come back and talk to me about it then? Yeah, of course. All right, then we got a deal. I will let you off the hook. I won't try and needle you for any more. But the, I mean, but the, the upshot is that, you know, as long as as long as people enjoy watching it, I'm, um, I'm having more fun now than I did when I was starting out. You know, it's uh, this act. I should stick with this acting thing. I'm very. I feel very encouraged. <laughs> Good. I, I'd like to add my voice to that chorus then. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Well, thanks. I don't want to take up any more of your time. Uh, you've been very gracious. And again, as a fan, I'm really excited I got to talk to you. Thank you for turning out to be a nice guy at heart. Uh, and please, we would love to talk to you again anytime. My pleasure. I'll, I'll come back when the project, when I can talk about the new project. I'll come back and let you know. All right. I love it. By the way, everyone, I'm pretty sure he's talking about Star Wars 8. We'll have him right back out here with JJ and everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. Let's visit the land of heavy metal with our most excellent cereal. Ask for gruel. Looks like a gruel duel, dude. Heinous display of manners. We've got a most excellent way to start your day. Or night. Excellent cereal. Cinnamon oats with marshmallow notes. It's the most triumphant part of this complete breakfast. Awesome cereal deals. Who gets the last bowl? He does. New Bill and Ted's excellent cereal. It's most excellent. Bill and Ted's most excellent cereal. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I even knew about that cereal when it was on the shelves. Uh, it uh, Bill and Ted had a cartoon. I do remember yeah, that, and, and I assume it was tied to that because uh-huh. that did not sound like uh-huh. Alex Winter. Maybe I have no idea, but it didn't actually sound like Keanu. It sounded like him, but it wasn't him. Uh, it sounded like it, it best, sounded like it Bill wasn't. or Ted. I forget which one's which. Uh, do you know which one's? Oh which? no, uh, Ted. Ted is was the other guy. Theodore. He was the son of the lawyer, so he was Alex Winter. Okay, it so was Keanu the short, Reeves, was... uh, curly-haired okay, one. All right. Keanu Reeves must have been. Bill. Bill. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm going to go think, with that. I think that's right. But I, um, I, I happen to also know that uh, Bill and Ted was a serial yeah. and a cartoon because uh-huh. it was so popular. And so they did a sequel. They did do a yes. sequel. Now, and you know, you original, know who was in it? 
I do know who was in it. Because, yeah, that's where you're building to, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there. with excitement, <laughs> as we discussed. What was I talking about again? William Sadler, William that one guy. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about William Sadler, who played Death. Death. Hilariously played Death in Bill and Ted's in Bill Bogus and Ted's Journey. Bogus Journey, yeah. the sequel. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, and, and it's one of those kinds of sequels that's respected uh-huh. oh, it's, and it's actually funny. is as yes. good uh-huh. as the original in a lot of ways. Uh, now, and here, yeah, he he played, was, here he, he was, played death in what was a uh, parody of uh, Ingmar Bergman's The Seventh Seal. I think where it? a guy has to play a game of chess with uh, the Grim Reaper <laughs> yeah. to like save his but uh, it's not beloved or something. So in this one, the Grim Reaper, played by William Sadler, that one guy. That one guy. And he's in a lot of makeup. You might be excused for not realizing. But if you go back and watch that, it looks totally you'll like notice yeah. right away, like, oh, my God, that's, that's that the guy, guy from Die Hard 2. Or that guy from Shawshank. That guy from Shawshank. Uh-huh. That guy from The Green Mile. Uh-huh. That guy from uh, 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 hard, uh, hard, to, hard to Whack. Uh, hard to Kill. Hard to ki- And he's hard to kill, too. He's very hard to kill. Don't try to whack him. And then he plays Death. And then he plays death, and he and he takes over for um, George Carlin, who played, who who was who was the guide, yeah, in the well, original. I don't know if he took over, but yeah, but he I, was the guide through d- the portal. Was George Carlin not in Bogus Journey? I thought he was, like maybe in a smaller role, but I know he that wasn't? it's. I know that it's man. I really got to watch that again. Would you? Would you mind the, walking us through? Every I will scene walk you through. The, I don't know it that well. Okay, no, that's enough. I've seen it once or twice, but I haven't seen. I mean, yeah, no, and, and, and it's hard great to movie. kill. I've seen twenty times. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why. And I think we all got a good taste of that. I think we all know where I'm coming in the, from in the previous <laughs> segment. Yeah. If you have any questions about hard to kill, Back please refer. Too earlier in the episode, there cannot be any stone that was unturned. They that. might also that have was a, in depth. Thank they you, might, they might also have a copy of Heart to Kill in the Smithsonian. In the Smithsonian, <laughs> it's in there. You gotta go. Yeah, you go into one of the special sections, and you'll be able to watch it at the Smithsonian. Oh, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, he's in Bill and Ted's, and I think he takes over for George Carlin's role. He was the. He was the guy. He was the it guide. Was, uh, yeah. I can't even the remember his name. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the one who came back and set them on their journey. Uh-huh. Uh, but the uh, the sequel, big part of it. And this is a good reason for it. And see, now that we're talking about it, I want to go back and watch it. So you, you listening, I'm sure you're more gullible than I am. You probably already purchased it on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, you went on Amazon and, and you got it. And you're just waiting for us to wrap up this podcast before, we, uh, before you go back and watch it. But before you do that, I want to get back into We talked about it. Uh, obviously, myself and and Bill uh-huh. quite a bit, but oh, his new Bill. movie, The Hollow, I w- it would be remiss of me not to recommend it here. This is actually a very good movie, and we talked about the cast. It's got William Forsythe, mm-hmm. as we talked about, also mm-hmm. another Steven Seagal bad guy. Absolutely, Richie. Richie. Anybody <laughs> seen Richie? Yeah, I'm gonna keep coming back here till somebody remembers seeing Richie. I know we should talk to William Forsythe too. We'll do one of those because again, one. he's one of the that one guys. And he's, those of you listening, yep. if Richie didn't do it for you, well, wait for our episode about William Forsythe, respected character actor. And we'll also uh, Gaius Baltar is in that movie. Oh, well, James Callis. Is James Callis, We yeah. did get to talk to him, uh-huh, and we're going to uh-huh. talk. Uh, we're going to bring we'll, you that episode later. Yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll hear more uh, more about that conversation I had with him, where he does talk about this But movie. you also talked to the director. There's a good reason I also talked to the director. Yeah. Uh, 
the writer, director, the star, Miles Doliak. Oh, that's right. You did talk and to I him. Did, and this is yeah. a guy, that's what, the fact that he did all of that in this movie should give you a clue how independent it was. But what a cast yeah. between William Forsythe, this, he's uh, James Callis, uh so many. In fact, let's let's ask him what it's like working with a cast like that. Magic interview machine. Give me a little Miles Doliak. Meanwhile, it's me, Dan, talking to Miles Doliak, writer, director, and star of a new movie, The Hollow. And uh, whenever I talk to you, damn overachieving hyphenates, I try to glean a little something about what role you gave yourself. And Ray is a pretty meaty one. Uh, well, it's funny you should say that, uh, Dan. I, when I was writing the script, I actually did not write the role of Ray for myself. I, I wrote the script with an eye toward playing Vaughn, the lead mm. FBI agent um, played by James Callis, ultimately, in the film. And very early on in the casting process, uh, my wife and I were in our kitchen enjoying a glass of wine together and she just says sort of randomly, you know, I've been thinking about casting for The Hollow, and I really think you ought to play Ray. Um, and uh, I, I sort of slept on that idea and ran it past a couple of my producing partners. And um, in about 36 hours, it, it, it had been decided that, in fact, I, I would play the role of Ray in, instead of Vaughn. My, my wife, Lindsay, who's also a co-producer on the film and, and is in it as Dinah, has has really good instincts when it comes to stuff like that, and she was she was spot on there. And I'm sure I'm glad we decided to do that. Yeah. Well, you you know, I I think you knocked it out of the park. I think I could not keep my eyes off of Ray, and I and I'm not I'm going to try not to spoil anything for those of you listening who haven't seen it. I I first of all recommend that you do, but uh, suffice to say that Ray, you're going to start off hating him, and then. Round about the middle part, you might even start to empathize with him a little bit. And then by, you know, for the final act, he's just this, like, so complex. He kind of defies definition. And you play him well to that. And that's the, you know, he brings the noir into this, into this southern crime pick that, that I, it, it seals the deal. It's, I'm not trying to take away from any of the other uh, performances. And there are a lot, you've got a who's who of respected character actors in this yep. thing. And in fact, I want to yeah. get to that. I'm, I, I would like to know how you were able to fill the stable that well. I mean, Bill Sadler, Bill Forsyth, uh, Jeff Fahey, James Callis. Well, we were very fortunate um, with this cast. They are so terrific, each and every one of them. Um, they all left it all out there. They were completely invested in the project. Um, they cared deeply about these characters in, in this, this film. And, and it shows. It shows in the final product. Um Bill Sadler, uh, I had worked with before. Uh, Bill uh, started my first film, The Historian, mm-hmm. and he's, he's absolutely brilliant in, in that. And if there are any Bill Sadler fans listening who have not seen The Historian, I urge you to go out, uh, go to Amazon, go to iTunes, rent it, uh, Google Play, wherever you can find it, uh, because his work in there is just just stellar, so rich, so wonderful, and such a such a great actor. Um, really so. Uh, Bill had, had I, I, we had sort of created a rapport, and he'd grown to trust me as a director. And, and so when I wrote the script, um, and I wrote the sheriff, I knew I wanted Bill. And shortly after I completed the script, I sent it to Bill and said, "Hey, Bill, I really want you to do this." 
he had a couple of things in the pipeline and, and it, it was a little iffy there for, for a bit. Um, but ultimately he was able to join, join us on the project for, for our second film together. We actually been in three together. The first one was Nate Myers from Seagirl Run, but we didn't have any scenes in that one. Um, so, so such a joy to have him for the second time around. Um, uh, the, the others, uh, you know, Will Forsyth, uh, our casting director, Adrian Stern in New York, had cast Will and a couple of things, uh, before. And when we started talking about potential big Johns, she was really keen on Will for the role. Um, and he's such a magnetic actor. And, and I really wanted that sort of gentlemanly gangster in, in big John. I didn't want yeah, that chill a lot of scre- screaming. And, oh. Right. Right. I wanted it. I wanted a sort of, yeah, like a Tennessee Williams patriarch kind of character. Um, and, uh, and so we reached out to Will and, and the script really resonated with him and, and he came on board. Um, and, um, Fahey and David Warshawski, David Warshawski had, um, was friends with our executive producer, Lisa Bruce. And so we had Lisa reach out to David. He's been in so many wonderful films from Taken to There Will Be Blood to Captain Phillips to Now You See Me. So it was great having him aboard. And, and Jeff, I, I knew we needed a really special actor for that scene, the Daryl scene, mm-hmm. uh, because that scene is so important and what it does for the character of Ray. And, and you, you really get to find out who he is and, and how he came up by meeting his father and, and, and seeing who his father is. And, and Jeff, I've been a fan of Jeff since the Lawnmower Man. Really, I mean, oh, yeah. followed his career pretty closely, and uh, and we we put out a breakdown for that role because we, I just, I didn't know who was who was the right actor, and and Jeff's manager saw it and and reached out to us and said, hey, um, why don't you think about Jeff for this? And I said, well, think about Jeff. You know, the role is his if he wants it. So yeah, um, on set, eight a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then Jane's name up came, name came up very late in the game. We had a heck of a time casting that role for whatever reason, uh, either scheduling issues or, you know, we couldn't afford to pay actress what they were asking or, or you name it. People afraid to come down here to Mississippi and shoot a movie. <laughs> God knows what goes on down here. And, um, well, and the Jane... hollow makes me wonder even more, but yeah, go on. <laughs> Jane's name came up late in the game. We had about a week uh, before we were, we were shooting, and, and we managed to get to James. And he and I had a phone conversation on a Thursday afternoon before we were going to start shooting on Monday the following week. And uh, I guess I sold him because later that night he signed on to the movie. And he was in Mississippi three days later. So, uh, Man, um, that's – and uh, I think we spoiled it enough. All right, thank you very much, Miles. Good luck, and I hope to talk pleasure, to you for man. the next one. Indeed. Take care uh, now. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, cereal. Those honey grahams and good things in the middle have got people talking. Oh. <laughs> There's something in the middle of oh, cereal that makes people say. Oh. Oh. There's something in the middle of oh, cereal that makes people say. Oh. Oh. Oh's are loaded full of honey grahams. And good, good things that show. I love it. There's something in the middle of oh, cereal that makes people say. Oh. Honey Graham or Crunchy Nut from Quaker. What the hell is that? What O's cereal? You don't remember O's cereal? I do, I remember lots of cereals ending in yeah. O's, but O's no, cereal. Something in the middle of O's cereal. Yeah, imagine a like a Cheerio. 
but it's filled with like granola or caramel sugar. Ooh, or that does ring a bell. Or, the name doesn't at all, but yeah. I can. Ooh, that's that's ambitious for something the size of a Cheerio. It's pretty. It's pretty damn impressive. If I showed you the little the logo, does that help you? Yes, that yes. is exactly the logo I was thinking okay, of, though, yep, where it. they make it look like an extra morsel of food in the <laughs> middle of a Cheerio. Exactly. It's basically what it is. But it's you like, really can't. It's kind of like a stuffed size, Cheerio. It's a you, stuffed Cheerio. But you can't even identify it when it fits in the middle of a I re- Cheerio. <laughs> I remember it, though. There's... I remember the cereal. I remember it, and I loved it. Oh. And I want it back. Oh, yeah. Something in the middle of O's. O's. <laughs> all right, enough of that O's. All right, and all of that happened in the middle of our talk about that one guy, mm-hmm. Billy. Good old Bill I'm going to call him Billy. Yeah, yeah, good old he's, my, he's my friend now. Well, look, man, he's been in... Um, he's. I feel we haven't even done him justice. Not yet. Want... They, they, like, these, are, these, are, these are the guys that need their moment, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've been there for us. They've delivered every single time. That they've ever been asked. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) And no matter what we do, we don't have enough time to cover everything that they have excelled in. Right? We we cannot do them justice. Yeah, well, uh, we we risk our own health at some point (laughs) if we celebrate them to their fullest extent they deserve. But I I don't want to miss anything. sorry we're not worthy with that. But I don't want to miss anything. Oh, I already see you pulling out the laptop. You, you're talking about doing, a, in, in tribute, an IMDb reading, aren't you? I think we should do a little IMDb reading. Oh, for all right. Let me find the theme music here and... IMDb reading. Oh, yeah. Read that database. All right, IMDb reading, sexy baby. <laughs> well, All right, lay it on me. I just don't want to miss anything here. So as I log in, William IMDb, Sadler, uh, and I encourage you all to. This is a uh, um, a this social. Is a, this is a read along. This too. is a read along. I want Please, you all, by all means, <laughs> we'll give you a minute to uh, IMDb, get Safari out on your iPhone and, and travel with me. As we go down William Sadler Lane, are we, are we going to do it from the top? To, or, yeah, or? I'm just going to I'm just going to go down. So I just I just want you. Are all you to going know. to include all the uh, post production? No, I'm just going to read the first page. Rumored. here. I mean, I'm not going to get crazy here. But what I know is that William Tom- Thomas Sadler was born on April 13th, 1950, uh, in Buffalo, New York, uh, to a Jane and a William Sadler, and he has uh, he began in um, his career at New York theaters appearing in more than 75 productions in, in the course of 12 years. And um, here is where I'm going to stop reading. I'm just going to scroll on down. Do we have any scroll on down music? No, for okay. God's right. sake, well, and we, um, we never will. But what I do know is that what he is known for. Yeah, here we go. He, here he, we these go. are the now, four now we're big movies. The IMDb okay. meet. All right. Shawshank Redemption, Iron Man 3, <laughs> where we assume he played the president, uh, The Green Mile, and Bruce Willis Die Hard 2. So, and these are like the when you go to IMDb and they the show four, you right. people know him from. Yep, this is the known for. Known yeah. for. And it shows, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing here that this is in order of popularity. 
Yeah, maybe right. not his uh, direct correlation to his role in it, but but the popularity of the movie, the that most he's in, famous that he's in. of his. Yes. Well, okay, I guess I could see that breakdown. So that means that Die Hard Two, his biggest role, is in my the mind, fourth of as it's, um, it's, as it's rated as, yeah. as popularity now. Yeah. yeah, with Shawshank Redemption being number one, which is so everybody at home, please plug that into your uh, decoder ring to find out the true <laughs> the value true, estimate, the, hi- the hierarchy. <laughs> yeah, but no, I totally agree with that. Uh, there's something about that movie Shawshank, mm-hmm. and we may never get another cast member. And so, just allow me to take this moment to say, you know, uh, William Sadler, <laughs> uh, uh, one of the co-stars of Shawshank Redemption, yep. um, friend of the show, friend of the show now. We got to talk you to a guy from this movie. You can never scrub that, Billy. Uh, and, of course, again, he's in Iron Man 3. He plays the president. Uh, he's, in, he's in the Green Mile. And the fourth of that mix was Die Hard 2. And we both have had this conversation numerous times. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, Die Hard it could be considered the greatest action film of all time. Right. Yes, it okay. very much could be. Right. And I'm then, sitting over here and, considering that right now. And Alan Rickman, who we pay, who we pay tribute to, which we haven't done for most um, awesome celebrities that have passed, but we yeah. did a, we did a tribute to yeah, him. Most last of those year. dead bastards. Yeah, fuck them. But, but no, I, but Rickman and Hans Gruber, Hans Gruber best villain, unbelievable, of all time. unbelievable, amazing, and just like as as my theory goes with making a mixtape. You come out of the box firing, but the second song, you take it up a notch. And the, you can't take it up a notch unless you're already starting from a high point. So you're going from Rickman. You're going from Rickman. And all of a sudden, you have to follow up Rickman's Hans Gruber with something amazing. Mm-hmm. Or why exist, Amen. right? Yep. You, can't, you don't need song two if you can't get on, if you can't get on that level. And here, here it is. It's William Sadler's Colonel Stewart who is this awesome mercenary, you know, colonel, traitor. He's a badass Navy SEAL doing Tai Chi naked. He completely dominates the film. He, he fills the role that Hans Gruber filled. Yes. He takes that place he in the sort film. Of. He does. He takes that place. I think it's more and complicated than that, but I hear what you mean. It's he very does layered. not disappoint, and he's not bland mm-hmm. as, a, as a villain in... I'm just going to keep saying it until I die. Hans Gruber was the best villain yeah, it, in I, any movie. Maybe it, so. I at mean, least that's the action movie ever. That's so arguable. anybody who has to follow him up is going to be in very. And William Sadler does a more than adequate job. He's mm-hmm. fucking. He helps to elevate this movie. That's why the whole series is known for its strong villains. Mm-hmm. One out of the three of them, and I'm only considering the first three. As the series at this point. Timothy Oliphant was pretty good. Too. I love Timothy Oliphant, mm-hmm. but he, thank God they made the Russian movie, and I don't even know who the villain was in that I one. I haven't even but seen it. There, it's actually a diehard movie that I haven't seen. I saw the first 40 minutes, Ugh, and I stopped. It just looks horrible. But in the first three, uh-huh. it is a series that is known for its good yeah. villains, yeah. which is kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. But this is – and William Sadler they is one of deliver. the three of them. Yeah. And I think yeah. better than Jeremy Irons Me personally too. because and, he was yeah. just trying to do a bad Hans Gruber. Uh-huh. And, like he, and he couldn't. Some weird but Russian it, it, it was still German good. It was still very good. Oh, yeah. yeah still yeah. a great yep. – every single one of these to me yeah. is – it's a better trilogy than Godfather just because even the third one is great. Yeah. 
It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. But so, so you know, we got to talk to him. I mean, that, that's an amazing accomplishment. And that's uh, that's why my yeah, bell is yeah. still ringing from that. I, know, I love I know, that. So, so anyway, so that, that's, that's it. But that's, you got more IMDb. Well, on? yeah. I mean, let, let me just cover some of the. You know, I'm just going to scroll yeah, on. Yeah, down, keep, okay? keep give, right. give it to. So us. we already Read talked it, about it, the maybe. Hollow. That's coming. That's actually available right now on Amazon. Uh, it's available on iTunes, available on Amazon. You guys have already missed it at the theaters. Tough luck for you, but hopefully you, yep. you have a nice TV and you can you can you can watch it at yep. home. You never know. We know that he played uh, President Ellis uh, on Agents of Shield. He also played uh, President Ellis on Iron Man Three. So this mm-hmm. is the president of the Marvel Universe. If you guys are unfamiliar with and that, and that's a hell that of a guy. business card this, uh, this day and age. Well, he'll he'll never run out of work. I mean, they keep popping those things out. Um, he was in Madam Secretary, popular show, Hawaii Five O. He was in The Flash. He played Simon Slag. Um, that was that was recent. That was a couple years ago. Dust Till Dawn, the series. He was in Homeland. That's a very popular show. Yep. Um, he was in Elementary. He was in Frank the Bastard. He was in The Suspect. He was in Machete Kills. That's a good movie. Um, Iron Man 3, we covered that already. Uh, he was in Damages. He was in all six episodes of Damages. And we know that's... A, an Emmy nominated um, um, show. IMDb. He was in the fringe uh, silent, but deadly, not the one that we know of. Uh, uh-huh. I already looked at that one earlier. Um, and as we just keep on going down and I am scrolling and I'm scrolling, he was in the Pacific. That was the TV miniseries that was on yeah, HBO. The HBO. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He was in um, uh, Scrolling, and I'm scrolling. Criminal Minds, that's another big show. Scrolling, scrolling. You're scrolling past uh, various other things. He's he was in, in The Bourne Conspiracy, the video game. All right. Uh, and there we go. We're going to go down. It says IMDb Asterisk. reading. I don't know all the time what I'm coming into. Uh, the Traveler. That seems to be a big show. There's seven episodes there. Um, here we go. Here we go. CSI. We mentioned that earlier. Um, yep. Law and Order. You mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Law and Order Trial by Jury. You mentioned that earlier. He was in JAG. Uh, he was in Wonderfalls, the TV series, which I really liked. That was that only. That's one of those cult following shows. Yeah. That was a good one. I really like that. One. A great home for that one, guys. Roswell, again. Yeah. Another, I think he was in a, a lot of that show. He's also in the Green Mile. We talked about that. He yeah. played Klaus Dietrich. Um, I don't remember him having a cheesy accent or anything, but his name was Klaus. Um, he was in. A, he was in Star you Trek. Feel, feel my house. <laughs> no German guy. No, uh, he was in Star Trek: Deep, uh, Deep Space Nine. Uh, he played Sloan. Um, Rocket Man, he played Wild Bill Overbeck. Yeah, I you told you, Rocket there? Man, the Harlan Williams connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was in The Omen, Bordello of Blood. Remember that movie? Yeah, Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller yeah. And Sandra Bullock, I believe. No. Nah, no, it doesn't ring a bell. No, no, that was another one. But uh, Bordello of Blood, I saw that in the theater. Oh, I you. went to the yeah. I was the one guy. <laughs> he was the one guy, and I was the one guy. And you were the other. Yep, I was the one. The, the other, other guy, guy paid. <laughs> I got it. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. Um, um, yeah, he he was in Tales of the of the Crypt, uh, and then the Shawshank Redemption. And his character there was called Haywood. 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 That was Don't his character. Say it. Um, I'm not going to say it. All right. I'm not even sure what you want me to say. Uh, no, I'm, so I'm also what, talking what to everyone out there. Don't what take do the say? easy joke, everybody. You want me to say, what, what do you want me to say? I'm not sure what you're, what you're getting at. Where you're getting at. Die Hard 2, he played Colonel Stewart. All right. Um, that was in 1990. And that was a big year because uh, 1990 he played uh, also in 
Well, in 91, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, he was the Grim Reaper. Uh-huh. Uh, Die Hard 2, Colonel Stewart, was in 1990, the same year, Heart to Kill, where he played Senator Vernon Trent. <laughs> That's a Vernon great Trent? Well, oh, so Vernon Trent went up against uh, Mason Storm. Mason Storm versus <laughs> Senator Vernon Trent. Um, and That's going to be in... a big fight, and you can take that to the bank. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, he was in Dear John. That was a TV series. You guys remember that one? Um, he was in the movie Canine. Uh, that's the movie where William Sadler or Jerry Burns. William Sadler was in okay, the movie good. Canine. I was afraid which, I talked which was track the there. John Belushi, Jim Belushi, where he it was wasn't a, you, you're saying the not Turner and Hooch. Right, it was the, the other movie, movie that yeah. came out that same yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, know, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, there. He played. He was in Murphy Brown. That's a big show. Mm-hmm. And then here we go. In 1989, he played Dwight in Roseanne. Yeah, Dwight was his name, and I think this is this is probably when we first saw him. Probably, yeah. There's a lot of credits even before that. Oh, though. really? Heat of the Night, Private Eye, Tour of Duty, Project X, The Equalizer, Offbeat, Offbeat, oh, Assault and Nuts, After Mash. There was a show called After Mash. He was a new Yeah, yeah. There was. He was in Hanky Panky. He was the neighborhood supervisor. He was a nurse. He was an NBC special treat. He was in Charlie and the Giant Balloon Chase. And his very first credit is the CBS Festival of Lively Arts for Young People. So there you wow. go, everybody. We got to the bottom Humble of IMDb. <laughs> and now, Blue finally, Center. he's on our show. I skipped a bunch. But I just want you guys to know that um, whenever we have the opportunity to honor one of these Amazing character actors. These are guys that we should know their names. Yes. These are great, amazing actors. If you saw him in real yep. life, you would probably have the instinct to get his autograph. You could go, and I then know you'd you get from five somewhere. steps away and go like, oh, my God, I don't know his name. Well, or, or guess you what? Go up to his them. name is yep. William Sadler. His name is William Sadler. His name is William his Sadler. Name. He's that one guy named William Sadler. There we go. I think we have fulfilled... Some kind of karmic duty. <laughs> we to, did our job. The pop culture universe Absolutely. here. Am I am I wrong, Marky? I think so. And before everybody just packs up and leaves, I want to say, hey, you want something for free? <laughs> I know what you're That's you right. Mean. <laughs> I mean, since we've been gone for so long, I feel like we owe everybody out there something. So let's say say what, Marky. Let's have ourselves a giveaway. I think we need to have ourselves a giveaway. This is a show that um, yeah. what, I What have you watching. got for us? What What have you got in the giveaway vault? Uh, well, um, I have got... We'll the, get to the rules in a second. Tell me what it is. We've got the complete first season, uh, first and only, although there's a second season coming out soon, of AMC's The Badlands. Oh, Into and the Badlands. Into the, the Badlands. Like the yeah. Kung Fu show, the martial arts show. Yeah, this is a world without guns. Um, for some weird reason. Uh, I've only seen two of the episodes. I, I assume for reasons yeah. of premise. For reasons of premise, all mm. guns have been taken away, and that leads to a world of kick-ass fucking sword fights and yep. kung fu. And uh, there's a guy with killer tattoos, so every time he kills somebody, he gets another stripe, like a little mm. mark. Yeah. And so his whole body is just riddled in like dashes and marks and stuff. He's got tattoos all over because he's a badass killer. And so, anyway, that's maybe it. you know. I bet, yeah, like, if his first uh, his first dash was a little crooked or something, he just lost his temper. <laughs> maybe the tattoo so. artist gets a second one in there. Yeah. At this point, he doesn't know how to get a tattoo properly. Gets crooked. He's just killing tattoo artists over and over. No, that would no. be into the bad tats. Ooh, 
good. Yeah. Well handled there. I think this is into the Badlands. But this is this is what is this called now? There you go. Is this you got called right uh, AMC's hit martial arts series Into the Badland? Well, it's arrived on Blu-ray plus digital HD and DVD. Uh, it's from Anchor Bay Entertainment. It was uh, created by showrunners, executive producers, writers Alfred Goh and Miles Miller. And executive produced by Oscar-nominated producers Stacey Scher and Michael Schamberg, director David Dobkin, fight director Stephen Fung, and Daniel Wu. Set in a world centuries from now, Into the Badlands focused on a spiritual journey of Sonny and MK, a teenage boy who harbors a unique ability, and their growing relationship as teacher and student. Both discover their true purpose and decide to explore what lies beyond the borders of Badlands. But as their Baron Quinn continues to battle against his own family, as well as his rival Baron the Widow, Sonny and MK's journey to a more peaceful existence seems further out of reach. And I bet the only way you can get all the details on that has got to come from the first season of AMC's Into the Badland. How bad do you want it, people? All I know is... I'm done with this DVD, and I want to give it away. <laughs> You're done with it? Yeah. You finished well, it. Well, actually, want... they sent me two, so I'm going to give away. <laughs> I'm going to keep one, but I'm going to give this one away. Uh, yeah, this is – it's this is, the retail value of this may be well into the eight nine hundreds. Yeah. So we're going to give it, it away. It's You're just going to – wait. Yeah, we're going to give it away. All of it. The every whole, single disc every single in episode this set in this set of is coming Lens. as one package for free and it is a good show you'll you will get into it and you and you'll watch season 2 which is coming out soon or maybe out already i don't know depends on when you hear this well so, before i lose my goddamn shit you've <laughs> got to tell me what are the rules how do i get my the hands on this the rule is simple you send us an email saturday oh, it's morning it's an email cereal. thing now huh? yeah i like emails because you have no idea you you guys don't know right now if I've given this away yet. Oh yeah, that's right? true. So okay. if they, so if they flock to like Twitter in real time, yeah. Then who knows? Yeah, no, I want I, I want oh, your emails. I, see. I want your emails. That has come up because huh? I'm going to spam the shit out of you. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> I need you guys to email me. Put in some personal information <laughs> so I can send it straight to Russia. Give me your address, <laughs> and I'll send you something. You'll get something. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we're giving away the first season, uh, AMC's Into the Badlands. Send a email to Saturday Morning Serial at MattyPRadio.com. Say it again. Saturday Morning Serial, all spelled out. Saturday Morning Serial at MattyP, as in Paul, Radio.com. And just say, hey, great show. Love you guys. Send me some free stuff. And uh, and uh, at least one of you are, is going to get uh, uh, AMC's Into the Badlands, and the rest of you will get something. Okay, something. I have maybe it might just be a a, a return email. I still have um, what was the shorts one? The shorts? Oh, Thunder Shorts. Thunder Shorts. I still have Thunder still, Shorts. That boxers. was about two years ago. You <laughs> yeah. still? Ha- there are they? St- oh, okay, <laughs> that's what. <laughs> no, they're not worn. But I saw a lot of them. I have a lot they of them. They just smell that yeah, way. Yeah, they're awesome shorts. I, I kept so a couple. Actually, wow, I, okay, I forgot so about that. You'll get something, all right? I even, Most likely. I have a killer you're... one from the Star Trek episode where we gave away the Star Trek beer. Yeah. I still have this killer bottle opener from um, the uh, – they were called – oh, what was the brewery called? 
schmutz beer or schultz schmutz no i think it was schmutz it wasn't schultz it was schmutz beer i think it was schmutz why don't you why don't you bring some of these goods over here to the studio let me check well, them out there's plenty of let stuff. me go through them <laughs> I'm the, the lost, at a, I'm at a bunch the lost of and found is totally picked clean. <laughs> the point I don't is, want the two mittens. In I have there. got Bring free stuff. I've got DVDs. I got CDs. I got TVs. You want stereo? <laughs> what you want? I've got it. All right. So send us an email. Saturday morning cereal at Maddie P Radio. Just say send me some free shit, and we'll send you something. Probably. That's it. Probably. That's enough. Mostly if there is an email and it doesn't look like it's uh, a total. Uh, phishing scam, you will you will yeah. be entered into a randomized drawing of. I think that covers us legally. I think it's. I know. I know it. it's a little creepy, but yeah, uh, yeah we'll send you something. Yeah, and we uh, waive all responsibility. Starting off with AMC's Into the Badlands. That's a good show. Watch it. I've seen a couple of them. The production value alone is worth yeah. this thing. It's and the second show. season is uh, is just starting. Or I think it's already out has now. started. It's already st- oh. so. This is your great. This is a great way to get into it. Yeah, this to, is to prime yourself for yeah. because I haven't I haven't seen it on Netflix or anything. So uh, guess what? AMC is playing hardball with you. Mm-hmm. They want you to get it on DVD. We got it on DVD. You want it on DVD? Come get it from us. Hey, it's the best channel on TV. Come uh, on. It's Breaking Bad. Now Walking that Dead. is the goddamn Hans Gruber uh-huh. of scripted television. Absolutely. Okay, that's enough of this. I think we've beat this thing to death. Uh, once again, our, our giant thanks to, uh, Miles Doliak, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, for setting everything up and William Sadler for playing along and talking with us. And most of all to you, our listener, that's enough <laughs> of this. Turn this off. Turn this. That's enough of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. <laughs>